my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to 7 podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. Have you guys ever heard the term Saturn return? For some of you, you're like, oh my God, Rubes, of course, who hasn't heard of it? And this is what I thought. I thought everybody knew what it was. And I guess the only reason why I knew about it is because I went through it when I was 29 and 30 years old, which is typically when it starts to really hit you from an energy perspective. And, but prior to that, I didn't. When I was 26, 27, I'd had no idea. I wasn't really in the world of astrology, but it hit me around this idea of a topic to speak about on the podcast, because one of my really good friends is going through her Saturn and it's full on. I mean, if any of you have been through it, maybe you didn't even know you went through it until you listened to this episode, but it's intense. It's so, so major in your life as well. And it really is almost the coming out into adulthood and letting go of all things that happened in your childhood and all the things that you've played around with, that you've tested with in your life. And now you've arrived at a place that feels as though things are getting to a point where you get to choose. You have a choice. You have so much freedom to make that decision. But in that comes a lot of the peeling away of the layers and feeling so vulnerable through the whole damn thing. And one thing that I wish I had known about Saturn Return was how to manage my energy around it, what to expect, how long it lasts for, what to do around it if I'm in the thick of it. And this is what this episode is all about. And I'm so excited to be speaking with astrologer and natal chart reader, Natalie Dmitrievsky. I've never said Natalie's last name before. (laughs) So I really hope, Nat, that I haven't chopped that two bits. But I'm so excited because Natalie was someone who actually came to me. Do you remember a few episodes back, I said that two really beautiful natal chart readers and astrologers presented themselves into my life and said, I'd love to read for you. I'd love to thank you for everything that you do on the podcast and things like that. And Natalie offered me a beautiful chart reading. And it was so on point around my family life, relationship, what I'm doing in my business. And we had a really powerful connection together. You'll even hear it on the podcast. It sounds as though we've been girlfriends for years. And I think this is the way that Natalie communicates naturally anyway, but I felt so seen and so special being in and around her, her space. So for those of you that are curious, interested to know more about what is this thing called Saturn Return, stick around. Let's have a big welcome, round of applause in the car, wherever you are, walking the dog for Natalie. And um, without further ado, let's jump straight in. Welcome, Natalie, to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here and for us to talk about all things astrology and how you unveiled your spiritual gifts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's beautiful to have you here. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. <laughs> so good. All right, let's kick off with Natalie has read my natal chart. So let's just be <laughs> clear. Most of the people that I have on this podcast are those that I have worked with directly or that I have actually experienced their gifts. And it always makes for a more intimate podcast interview, but also more so than that, I feel like you've seen me. <laughs> you've seen me and you know so much about my chart and so many things that you unveiled for me during our reading. And I knew I had to have you on here. But yes, yeah, so going back to the question, what brought you to where you are now and what you do in this world now? Oh my gosh. Let's backtrack to about eight years ago. And it was a significant breakup, of course. There's nothing of like a good, a good breakup to get you on your spiritual journey. Been there, done that. <laughs> Tick. Like seriously, it was one of the most intense experiences that was probably like the kickstart to my journey into learning about myself and finally sitting with my shit, basically. Yeah, we so, honour and we love those moments, but when you're in it, it sucks. You know what? The breakup wasn't even hard. It was everything that came after that. The breakup was easy peasy. I was like, oh, okay, all right, we're done now. Well, now what? I aligned with this woman who was an astrologer in Melbourne and she did a natal chart reading. I was obviously really lost. I had no idea where I was going. And she did a reading for me. And I was just like, how do you know mm. all of this stuff about me? And it was scary. And I loved it. And to be fair, like I've always been really intuitive, but like, you know, when I was younger and I had all these really adorable little astrology books and like love compatibility because yes. I'm Libra, so I'm all about that. And I was like, oh my God. And then she <laughs> just read me and I just sat there and cried. And <laughs> I was like, this is nuts. So after that one reading, I was like, I need to know more. It was like, it just kicked off mm. this fire within me. And I was like, I need to learn. I started learning by myself. I was just reading everything that I could. And then it really moved down the space of, I actually studied with an accredited astrologer. So I was learning with someone in a group setting, which was really fun. But I also found myself connecting with astrologers on YouTube that are just amazing. And they were able to offer me something more because they were young, nothing against who I was learning through, but it was very traditional and I loved that. But the evolution of astrology, like it was just, it was so great to be able to connect with these people. So I had a lot of different readings and then just absolutely immersed myself in it and it just became me. So I oh feel my like goodness, I am astrology now. <laughs> you are astrology. And I love the fact that you said, even when you were young, yeah. you already had an interest in it. And I know for me, I always was that was that girl who saved up her money to buy <laughs> the Dolly and the Cosmopolitan mags and go straight to the astrology thing. And, oh, it was just such a, a beautiful moment in time for me because there was something that just connected. And I know that you would have felt that as well. I think what's really brave is it's one thing to like and be interested in something like astrology or whatever spiritual modality that you're interested in, but then taking it to the next level and deciding that you're going to read for others 
And I know for sure there's people listening to this podcast in that state right now going, but maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I, I can't really read. Can you walk us through that phase in, in your career, in your life? What was it that took you from point A to point B? Yeah, great question. This has been years in the making, if I'm honest with you, and something that I've resisted and I've literally like clawed my fingers into the ground. (laughs) And I resisted so hard because I'm serious. It was exactly the same thing for me. If we can go a little bit deeper, which I'm open to sharing more about myself, you know, my journey has been very much connected to really understanding my limiting beliefs. And there's the main three, I call them the big three, because it's the I'm unworthy, I'm not enough, I'm unlovable. You know, all those things that stem from childhood, have so much awareness around it, but it's so unconscious sometimes, you know, and I'm still working through things, you know, but I do feel like I've come to this point now where it was more so last year, I was in the corporate world for about 10 years and working recruitment, thought I loved it. It was lovely money while you're in it. And then I was just like, this is just absolutely eating my soul. Like, I think it got to a point where I was crying every day. Like it was actually that bad. Like I was, but I didn't understand why. And then one day it just clicked. It was like, it's time. I would do readings for friends. I'd do readings for people. I knew astrology. I know, I know it. I channel it. It comes through me. It's more than just me. Like I'm an actual vessel for it to come through. Do you know what I mean? So it's like in the start of last year, I spoke to my manager and I just said, I don't see myself being here for that much longer. And they're like, we know. <laughs> they knew. They knew they because knew. your energy was there. Oh, it was, it was, it had already left the room. <laughs> it wasn't even there when I started, to be honest with you. They were like, oh my God, this girl. <laughs> but I, I really like, I was very lucky that they were able to support me through my confusion and you know, my resistance and, you know, letting me have my process. And it was a women's led business. I was so lucky that they were understanding. And if it was any, I think it was any other company, they probably would have fired me. (laughs) (laughs) They just looked over at your desk. You were just scrolling through astrology, like nerding out on natal charts. (laughs) Yeah. I was called the spiritual one. I was like, I'm not that spiritual guys. And they're like, yeah, you are. Wow. <laughs> so you couldn't see that? You didn't see that that was what you embodied? I did. It was resistance. I didn't want to believe it. Mm. Everything within me was like, it's time. We're waiting. We're ready for you to start your journey. We're ready for you to help guide others. It's your turn now. You've gone through your initiation, your process. You've learned. You've had a lot of life experience that has, you know, caused a lot of pain and heartbreak and, you know, a lot of sadness, but that's what gives me capacity to be able to hold others. And I mean like vast experiences, intense experiences, as we all do. It sounds as though it's really unfolded for you and you've gone through that period of, you know, clawing your way, (laughs) like, oh no, I don't want to have this in my life. But at some point you decided, okay, I surrender and I'm doing this and I'm here. And now you've just started this amazing new business, which I know is going through its own iteration, its own changes and unfolding. And oh, I I have to tell you guys, when Natalie read for me, it was just massive aha moments and (laughs) 
just this deep knowing is really similar to how you described it. How do you know all the stuff about me? But I actually do really want to talk about the, the side of you, which I'm really attracted to where you're not afraid despite of, you know, your own experiences, but you're not afraid of going in deep and talking about the shadow and talking about the hard shit that life can serve us. And some of the fucking challenges that do our head in over and over again and I feel that there's something so caring and so nurturing about the way that you deliver astrology or you deliver guidance from the universe and it's so innate in the way that you share and I've been having a lot of discussions recently with my clients and also actually a lot of my listeners around this concept of Saturn return. And I, I no doubt you've, you know, you know all about it, but I've never actually talked about it on this podcast before, not even my own experiences, but can we go to the basics? Can we go to the 101 of what is Saturn return? Because a lot of this stuff stirs up around the, that time, right? So when can we expect to experience it? What's your interpretation of, of the great Saturn? Oh, I love that. Okay. So can I be honest with you? That was when all the changes started really happening for me as it does for everyone. So it was a massive growth period and one of great challenge as well. I was actually, I had a heavy drug addiction at that point and using daily because I wasn't coping with life in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, at that point it was very much about Saturn return kicking in. So what that is, Saturn as a planet is the reality check, okay, in terms of our physical material world. Now, we are spiritual beings, we're multidimensional, we have all these beautiful energetic qualities to us, but we're still having a human experience, okay? So Saturn is here to remind us that we age, that we grow, that we go through cycles, that we transition, that we as a physical body are not limitless and we are not forever and that we are going to go through phases of life to have new experiences that are going to teach us something, that are going to help us grow, mature and evolve on a humanistic level. Saturn return tends to happen at around 29 to 30. Depending on where your Saturn is located in your chart, it really depends how that might unfold for you. But basically what it's asking is for you to take a look at the last 29 years of your life Obviously, we're born into this world, we're born into a family, we have parents that take care of us, but the process is, you know, we start to take on conditioning. So at this point, we're being asked to start stepping into our own authority. Saturn is an authority, it's authority within ourselves. It it can also represent external authority or a father figure. It tends to be the father of time, okay? So you think of Saturn as the dad that's just on your case all the time. Do your job, do the right thing, follow the rules, pay your bills. It's like, dad, can you stop? Like, all right, (laughs) like, leave me alone. (laughs) I, I'm lo- I'm so here for this analogy because, I mean, you've seen my chart. You know the connection with my family stuff and yeah. all that satin energy and you've just hit the nail on the head for me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what it felt like. 
it's dad. It's dad that's just like on your case. And you're like, oh, oh stop. Yeah, stop, dad. You're shitting on my buns, please. I just want to have fun. <laughs> you're shitting on my buzz. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. And I know we're talking about it in such a lighthearted way because that's how you see it. But when you're in it, it's like, what is going on? Everything seems just that little bit more dysfunctional or hard and sticky or come on, can I just catch a break? What's going on here? So if someone's in that satin dad shitting on your buzz energy, what are we supposed to do? So honestly, it's a really big time of reflection, but also decision-making. And that is what is so challenging about it. That's what makes it challenging. I think it's about actually making decisions that are good for ourselves and that are good for our future. Because the cycle of Saturn, when it comes to a Saturn return, it happens every 29 to 30 years. So when we have this process, we're being asked to look at and what we want to do for the long term. And this is what makes it challenging because, you know, in a physical world, we're being told that 18, we're adults and that we can go out into the world from an astrological energetic perspective, we're talking 2930. So we're still kind of children in our 20s, you know, having fun and trying to discover ourselves. And we don't know shit, you know, we're learning through our experiences and we don't really know how to make good decisions for ourselves. I mean, I didn't know how to make good decisions for myself because I had, I was rebelling for a really long time and trying to escape myself. (laughs) And that's okay. But I think that, you know, for people that don't know how to do life, which I was one of those people that didn't know how to cope, that didn't know how to make decisions, that didn't know what was good for me. I was beside myself like most of the time because it was just really challenging to navigate the basics of life at some point. So I think sudden return for me personally was a really rude awakening, but also because I was coming off drugs as well. So I was working with the energy. And the thing is when you work with Saturn, you reap really big rewards and it tends to come after your Saturn return has actually happened. So you will be put in situations or you'll attract situations that will ask you to reassess, like, what is it in this moment? Is this person actually good for you? What are they actually bringing to the table? Can you see a long-term relationship? What are they reflecting back to you? What do you need to do moving forward in order to maybe even, maybe it's about responding in a new way, like, Um, responding as an adult opposed to a child. Like it really depends on the chart, but basically you're just being asked to look at yourself. What you've been told is truth. (laughs) What is your truth? And learning more about yourself and what's resonating, what's not, and being able to stand in your own power. But it's a very challenging time. Oh my goodness. I just, you're taking me right back there. So I'm 36 now and my Saturn happened six years ago. Is there a shadow period? Can you have it like a little bit after your 30th birthday? Yeah. So it really depends on the chart and then the transit. So some people can go through a more extended Saturn return. Great. I know, isn't it lovely? (laughs) Some people can just go through it in like 
a couple of months. So everyone's like, please, that please be me. Please. I'm really (laughs) hoping that's me because as you're talking about this and how you mentioned a lot of it is like fatherly energy and masculine male disciplinary energy. My Saturn was really intense with all my male relationships, including my father, for sure. That was a big one. The second one was my first husband. So I'm now remarried, but I was married really young at 21. And then at 28, it started to break apart. 29 was the divorce. Like it was all in that period. Then just going through that whole season of dating, not dating, male managers that I had were being so hard on me and I could not see the light through it. And then I met my now husband at 29 Mm. and it was so flowy and so amazing. However, it still brought up a lot of major insecurities and all the things. And by the time I was 30, I fell pregnant with my son, Mm. more male energy. It's just insane when I looked at it and it was so intense. I feel mine was short though, maybe less than one year where it just felt. And it also really shook stuff around the money and the financial security and the independence. Mm. And that's very masculine energy, isn't it? So, oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. And it's, this is what's so great about astrology as well, because those transits, you can talk about them later after the fact, and then understand that, you know, everything is so cyclical and it's all happening on divine time. Like it actually is. But what I'm hearing for you, like, again, it is definitely that masculine principle, but also asking you to step into your power in your own authority. What was your dad like? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So he and I could not be more different. And in many ways that works because we're so opposite But I'm sure something in my late teens and and definitely right through my 20s, he and I were so at a head with many things and just, oh, he's a tourist, he's very (laughs) stubborn, he's very Caesar in his own way. And I never quite understood the strength in that as well. I never really saw that as a positive thing. I saw that as annoying, frustrating, difficult person to work with because me and this Aquarian Sagittarian energy, it was just so clashy. I know that you totally get what I mean by this. God, totally. Oh, and plus, you know, he was working through his own addictions and I just couldn't understand why that was such a big stronghold on his life of just get over it and move through it and it would just take our family up and down, up and down through so many emotional things. I felt Saturn return what it was just the moment where I blew up that relationship and we didn't talk for a long time. I had to literally cut him out of my life, cut my husband at the time out of my life. I was just going through a major, everything has to go because none of it feels as though it's working right now. Mm-hmm. It's very destructive. <sighs> I mean, you can see it from that perspective, but I also just feel like you just needed the time and the space away from that energy. Like it's so difficult when you're going through something on such a deep level and to have those energies around you. I mean, I've had many people, 
I feel like I, well, I consciously cut them out, but also like people would leave during these significant Mm. transits as well because they had to go. You didn't have energetic capacity for it at that point. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I love that term, energetic capacity. Yeah. Like you're expansive. Obviously, you're a Sag. Like Sag energy is so big and vibrant and it's got space, but you still can't take it all on. Like you'll die. (laughs) (laughs) I will die an energetic death. That's that's, And I have to say my throat chakra closed Mm. up big time. I was an absolute mess. I went through a period of drugs and alcohol, no sleep, not feeding myself properly. I was just operating on adrenaline, I feel, and just riding that through. And I go back, if I if I had met that past version of me, oh my gosh, just give her a really big hug and tell her, you will get through this. Hi, lovely. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know about one of my favorite courses that I've ever put together called Soul Led Business. When I first started my business, I drew a really hard line between my spiritual side and all things strategy. To a certain point, I experienced amazing success. Perhaps you've seen that and heard that on the podcast itself, but I lent purely on push energy and it eventually led me to a form of burnout. It wasn't until I embraced my intention and intuition that my business started to flow. So if you're listening to this and you feel a little stuck in your business, you feel as though there's some sort of ceiling or there's limiting beliefs around earning more and being more of who you truly are, then check out Soul Led Business and don't forget to enter the code soul 200 to get $200 off the course. Check the show notes below and let's get back to today's episode. So if someone's going through this, I want to talk about it specifically about business. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of very driven women in their 20s who listen and who who I coach personally and they feel this tearing apart of, I don't think I want to do this anymore and I want to go in this direction. And I know they're in their satin or close to their satin return. I don't really know quite how to guide them through this. And, and I know you will have the right words to say and, and the right direction here. But specifically for business, what advice do you have for anyone going through that? I'm currently going through that. So <laughs> tell us, babe, tell us. Babe. <laughs> Oh my God. Parts of me are dying. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Honestly, from what I'm getting in my own self at this point, and obviously understanding it from also a Saturn return, like I'm not in my Saturn return right now, but I am going through another major Saturn transit, which is Saturn transiting my moon. So that's also a significant transit, but so intense. It's just intense and it can feel so restrictive and Saturn restricts. It can restrict us on many levels energetically, like we don't have enough energy to give to others, you know, because it's more of a time of also reflection. But all I can say right now, specifically with these eclipses, we spoke about eclipses in your reading as well. There is so much change coming. I'm telling you now, literally my one and only advice to everyone, especially feeling it right now, ride this wave over the next month and a half because so much is going to shift for you energetically in your reality. Like we're working with eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius. 
these energies are mutable. Mutable energy is changeable, okay? So this is big shifts, big changes. If you're unsure, I feel like we need to sometimes just kind of stop and hold back. It's not forever. It doesn't mean that your business isn't going to take off. I feel like it'll give it more space for it to actually align energetically the way it's meant to. I mean, personally for myself, I just feel like I keep bashing my head against this wall and I'm like trying to keep going and it's like friction instead of flow right now. So um, where I'm at with what I'm doing as well, I feel like is changing. It's not like I'm still doing astrology and offering readings and everything, but I feel like there will be more. I will be adding more. So people don't need to stress that like their business is like failing because they don't know if they want to do it anymore. Like it's just going to evolve. Like you are going to change. And the thing for me too is allowing the identity that I created around myself just being an astrologer needs to die. Like I need to let that go. Like I'm not just an astrologer. I'm more than that. I have more gifts. I have more talents. Um, There's things that I have been working on, whether I choose to release them now or later, I don't know. But I think that uh, we just need to also allow a little bit at this point and just let, let it come to us opposed to trying to figure it all out because it's just anxiety. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is going to speak to so many. I know as you were saying that and sharing that, a lot of it I absorbed for certain parts of my life, especially around just pause. pause. It's mm. not always easy because we're ambitious entrepreneurs. We've, we're women. We've got shit to do. Like it's all of that. But I've got some clients at the moment who are going through really hard shit and I just checked their stories this morning and followed, I follow all of my clients and it was so weird. I think it is the eclipse energy. Every single one of them were showing up on Instagram, raw, transparent, real, in tears, crying, just so open. Their post was so vulnerable. I know you've done a, a series of real talk on Instagram, which has been so inspirational to see it feels it feels as though it really is another chapter on on the gram where you've got look at me I'm so perfect and there's something about eclipse energy which is hey it's actually not all that cool there's shit falling apart and I want to talk about it and we're all going through this together yeah what inspired you to to do your real talks Oh, great question. So I was sitting there and I journal a lot and I meditate as much as I can. It wasn't working. Something was not working for me. And I'm like, this is got to do with me. And so I would sit and I would ask my higher self, what do I need to do? Like, what do I actually need to do? And I don't want to think it. I want to feel it. Tell me. I demanded it. I actually demanded it because I was so over it. So I was like writing down. I love that. I love when you get to a point where you just demand and scream at the universe. (laughs) I've been there many times. (laughs) Tell me, I don't understand. And I'm like literally in tears. And they said, be vulnerable, share and let people feel something. I actually did a story the other day as well. Cried, raw relatable, vulnerable, burst into tears. My whole, I still haven't got back to all my followers. Like my inbox blew up. I felt really overwhelmed because it was so beautiful. 
I'm still like not in energetic capacity to fully respond at this point, but I absolutely will. But the amount of love that I received and the amount of messages that I could see on the little preview saying I'm going through the exact same thing, it was just to build connection and releasing shame is something that I'm really working on at this point because that is my number one block. Oh, we need yeah. to do a whole other episode on that. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. It was huge. Can you go into that around how you work with the energy of shame and how you release it? Because it is so, so, so gripping. Oh my gosh. You know, you're just so, putting yourself in your own prison, right? Of, oh, yeah. no one can see me. Yeah. And the thing was though, like you don't even, re- it's so unconscious. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's forever present holding you like, you know, absolute, you're right. Gripping. It's so gripping. That was a perfect word for it. Honestly, I just decided to fucking talk and absolutely obliterate the shit out of the energy and it worked. Wow. (laughs) You just got to do it. You got to do it. Like I've had some vulnerability hangovers, but like I've just decided like I was, yeah, at this point I feel my soul is just ready to express Mm. and my fears are more around family and friends hearing me and hurting my family because of the things that I share, because it's, I guess, the culture that we were raised in and it's not their fault. They went through the same conditioning that everything's embarrassing and that's embarrassing to the family name and, you know, shame around them feeling like they failed as parents, but I don't blame them in any sense for anything that I've gone through. But I guess that, you know, they still have that mentality of, you know, that's what they, they know. And hugely, oh, yeah. hugely, yeah. I can so, so, so relate to this. And I spoke about it. You know, it's so funny because you're saying I just started speaking and just started sharing. Yeah. And that is the basis of why I started my podcast. The, yeah. the night that I started it was the night that I decided I wasn't going to speak to my father for a period of time. He had done it. His addiction came back. At the time, he was heavily into gambling. So it was just so ripping. It was so ripping of the family. And I thought to myself, not again. And I blew up at him and the whole family just just cracked. Like it was just a very severe time in my life. And the podcast was me doing what you're doing on Instagram. It was just like, oh, I just needed to talk and share about this truth. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it was very healing. And one thing I really got to realize was there is no shame in sharing what we all go through as humans. And a lot of us as healers, we share through our pain and our pain heals others. It's just, it's such a beautiful circle, isn't it, of of energy. But hugely overarching all of this was, oh my God, but what if my family hear me talking about this and, you know, Asian culture, Similar to you, I'm sure, in, in terms of your culture as well. You don't talk about these things in public. You've got to save face. You've got to look a certain way. And, oh, God. And the other day my mum told me, because me and my dad, we healed our relationship and he's good, he's good. But she said he listens to all of your podcasts. Oh. And I think to myself, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she said so much. But I just ignored it. I parked it. It didn't feel shameful. Yeah. I know that my dad's sister, who I'm very close with, my auntie also listens to all of my podcasts. So she would sometimes message me afterwards saying, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, no, of course she was in New York. Of course you wouldn't. And sometimes there's this 
layer of, oh no, oh, I know I shouldn't have said that. That's the vulnerability hangover. Yeah, absolutely. It's, oh, it's always so loving. The thing is, you'll find that it's more loving than you think it is in your head. And even if it does end up blowing up with the whole family, you have to decide what that means to you. And you have to stand and find your own power in that. So, oh, Natalie, thank <laughs> you so much for sharing. Before we go, can you touch very quickly on the eclipses? Because I think this is yeah. important information, seeing as we've Absolutely. just sort of, you know, talked around it, but it'd be great to learn from you what that, what, what we can look forward to and what that means. Yeah, of course. So when it comes to eclipses, they happen twice a year, okay? So we're moving into eclipse season at the end of May. Now, the eclipses and the energy that we're working with is we're having a lunar eclipse, which is basically a turbocharged full moon <laughs> in the sign of Sagittarius on the 26th of May. So if you're familiar with your chart, you know, you can look to where Sagittarius is in your natal chart and what house that is obviously going to be probably a whole other podcast as well. Cause I know that you want to talk about houses a little bit more, but this area of life is going to be going through a significant closing out and ending. Okay. So eclipses are about endings and new beginnings. We obviously have new moons and full moons, but these particular eclipses work with the nodes of the moon. So what that means is we're being transitioned onto where our soul is calling to go at this point in time. Okay. So you will be experiencing changes in your life, even within yourself. This will manifest in your physical reality. Like it will be something that's absolutely noticeable, but it will also be something that you feel within yourself as well. A change, a shift, you won't be doing something anymore. And it can be quite significant. I mean, like it could be something like you choose to go vegan or I don't know. It could be absolutely anything. You change careers, you leave your job, you go through a breakup, you meet the love of your life. Like it could be anything and everything. And during this period, so we've got the lunar eclipse on the 26th of May, and then we've got the solar eclipse, which is a new moon in Gemini on the 10th of June. This is really exciting. Like these transitions will set us up for the next six month period as well. And the effects can last longer, really depends if these eclipses are hitting any of your natal planets or points in your chart, but it will be a really big time of change. And I just feel that at this point, it's already set, right? Whatever's coming, whatever's going to happen, allow, 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 allow. Oh. <sighs> I have such mixed feelings about this eclipse season then. Uh, personally, for me, it feels as though everything is so perfect right now that I don't want anything to change. It's it's that kind of weird feeling of, oh, I wonder what's going to change. This is going to be so interesting. I feel like that word has a lot of energy behind it and it can be quite scary to hear the word change. Oh, Yeah. But I say that all with love and it's not to instill fear, but I understand that that word can have that energy very deeply attached to it because not everyone does well with change. Mm. And these changes can be for the better. And I know that like I yes. suffer with anxiety, like I suffer with anxiety. So I understand like it's really important to remember that if you're operating from a, a space of fear, like we need to remind ourselves that we don't always know what's coming and it's okay though. And honestly, it could be the best thing that could ever happen to you. 
Yes, this will be around the corner. Yeah, this will be better. Love that. And and I think the other flip side of the coin is I'm so excited. I feel as though it's Christmas or something really. What's the present? What's the gift? Yeah. Oh, I'm so pumped for this. So I know that there will be some of you who are listening going, I want to know where my moon nodes are and where Sagittarius is on my chart and what house it's in. So if someone is wanting to do a reading, how do we get in touch with you? I know it's not fully and wholly your business anymore, but if someone's just going to reach out to say, can you read my chart? Can we do a natal reading? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, of course. So my Instagram is at lifeinbalance underscore Natalie. I'm still doing readings. I am. And I actually, I teach astrology also. So I think that there'll be more services coming and I'm still just allowing the whole process to unfold. But of course, if you're feeling guided, you want to connect with me, it feels like an energetic match to you. You want to know more, absolutely reach out. I would love to assist you. I don't want people to feel like, oh, she doesn't do readings anymore. (laughs) Like I do. (laughs) At the moment, there is so much more coming. I feel like we have to just see what happens. We're here to be guided. Thank you, 26th of May. (laughs) Exactly. So just DM me at this point. I've got a website in the making as well. So if you want to just reach out and and connect with me, I'm more than happy to have a chat with you. I love meeting new people. So yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Natalie. It was just so fun talking about all of this and just geeking out with, you know, it just felt like my astrologer mate, who we can go deep with and talk about all the shit. And that's what life is about. That's the real talk. So thank you so much, babe. And thanks everyone for listening in today. Make sure you follow the links below to connect with me and Natalie. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for sharing an energetic space with me today. I truly hope this has given you a new perspective to embrace, to ponder on, and of course, to apply into your businesses right here and right now, because if not now, then when? If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review. And further yet, if you have come to check out some more content of mine, then also have a look at the free classes link in the show notes below. There's new ones added quite often, and these aren't just tip of the iceberg learnings. Usually these are derived straight from my masterminds and content that you're going to be able to apply directly into your business right here and right now. So you're in for an absolute treat. Click on the link below and I'm excited to see you for the next episode.